Well, hey, 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 it's Trish Jenkins here with Trish TV, and we are all things resilience in the realms of leadership change and resilience and lifestyle. Uh, I am very excited to have Linda McDermott, who has been teaching leadership in corporations and companies for, I won't say exactly how long, but she has <laughs> got experience on her side. But not only that, she has, and I hate this, um, we've overused this word, this pivot word, uh, but she has adapted to online, as I've had to, and many of us had to, uh, but it is such a privilege to be able to access these experts from all around the world so that I can bring their treasure to you. So Linda McDermott, welcome to the show. Say hello. Thank you so much, Trish. Thank you so much. I was oh. talking to my husband tonight about, he said, now, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, I'm talking to people around the world, but I'm talking to, I'm being interviewed by a woman from Australia. And he reminded me how much we loved Australia. We've been to, he's been to Australia five times. I've been there just once, but we loved Australia. And I know we're talking to an international audience and not just Australians, but we love Australia. Oh, well, well, we're happy to have you. And, uh, and if, uh, if my studio looks unfamiliar to people, this is actually my stand-up area where I do some teaching things and I'm not in my armchair today because uh, we did have some technical issues with some technology and i tell you what, being resilient people that we are, we adapted. So the lesson I had this morning was I was prepared, we did adapt and I shifted from my sit-down area to my stand-up area plugged everything in the way it's supposed to be because because I have it ready to go. And here we are. Great. So, you know, we don't panic. We just get on with things. So let me play our little introduction and then we will get into our, where are we? Here we are. And then we'll get into our interview and mine those treasures from Linda. The strongest prison bars are in your head. Leaders and teams, it's time for a jailbreak. Welcome back. So, Linda, talk to me about, tell us a bit about your background and some things that, are, well, what we talked about the other day when we, when it was just us and I said to you, I have to have you on my show. So, yeah, tell us a bit about where your background and how you got into it. Sure. Well, um, I was an organizational psychology major and uh, was a line manager right out of college. So that means that I, I worked for Ohio Bell Telephone Company. So I went right into line management and then uh, got my master's degree in organization development and then just became enamored with that whole field of organizational psychology. And so I became an internal coach for Ohio Bell. And then eventually I became an external coach with Ernst & Young and KPMG Maine Herdman. So I've had both internal and external experience. Uh, Highly recommend internal experience before you get external experience because then you have, then you know what your clients are dealing with. And so um, I've worked in over 35 countries for clients such wow. as. Wow. Uh, so among, besides Australia, um, uh, I've worked in over 35 countries for companies such as Pfizer and Sanofi and Br Bristol Myers Squibb and uh, have just had a wonderful time learning about different cultures 
And the one thing I did learn uh, early on, and I want to reinforce that, is that, you know, it much doesn't matter what language people speak or what culture they come out of. People are people. And so I've, I've done exercises over the years like, you know, what's the best leadership who's the best leader you've ever worked for? What's the best team you've ever worked for? And invariably the answers are the same, really the same across the world. And so I, I like to reinforce that with people that don't look for, don't look for differences, look for similarities because there are more similarities than there are differences. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Um, that's good. I'm just um, noticing a, a slight glitch here so that I just need to um to do again that it, that's the thing that um when you are wherever you are that leadership and people are the same you know that yeah. that those universal things and I've found that as I've traveled too that the human need the need to be heard the need to be understood and the characteristics of the people who especially leaders to be able to hear and understand and put their own needs and ego aside in order to do that, that's a real skill and it's it's in every culture where it lacks or it needs developing or it is good. So it's, it's that human nature, isn't it, that someone wants to be in charge but to be in charge you can either do it, do everything your own way and have a certain measure of success or you can listen and serve the people that you're leading and you'll have greater success. Would you say that sums it up pretty well? I would definitely say it's true. And I think what I've learned over this last year is that, you know, there are a lot of leaders who came up against these crises and wanted to use the same leadership skills that had gotten them successful in the past, which usually was relying on themselves. And what I've ended up coaching a lot of my leaders is that, that will not work anymore. Number one, you're not smart enough to deal with all these crises and changes that are required. You're just not smart enough. It's too complex. You've got to get your team empowered to help you in these changes. And they they need to develop their resiliency muscle. And so that's what I've been working with my with my clients on is how to let go and develop their teams to be more resilient. Wow. Wow. That's, I, I really like that. And so tell me, what is the big, biggest resistance to that? And is it different between men and women, say? Um, I'm not big on gender differences, but I have, okay. done, but I have done a lot of research and I, I work with an organization called the Management Research Group. And what we have learned is that men have a higher need for control than women, okay. than women do. And that can work both for and against. Um, Talk to me about that, how it's, how it's well, for and against. Okay, the higher need for control means they want to be the problem. I'm generalizing and I, I apologize. Sure. You have permission to generalize. <laughs> you know, it's stereotypical. But men tend to want to be in control. They want to be in charge. They want to have the answers. They want to go up the hill and um, and have people go up the hill behind them. And, I th and, and that sometimes works. And certainly in a real crisis, you can't, you can't have a leader walking around saying, well, I don't know what we should do. Should we do A or what should we do B? No, that is not the time 
to go consensus building and you have to be strong. But I think that women have more of a tendency to build consensus and they, they want to build, they want to build teams and they want to build, I mean, I don't hear them use these words, but they want to build resiliency, a resilient uh, muscle in their teams else and in their teams. And I, I can pretty much say that that's a, a generalization that I have found. And I, I coach men and women over the years, both men and women. Yep. So um, I do think so part of the thing about with the men is helping them to let go and helping them to realize that keeping the control and keeping the power is not necessarily going to lead to the same level of success that they had in the past. Right. They can actually leverage and benefit from listening to other people and, and delegating that power. Right. And, and I imagine that that with women, and it, yes, it's not just women, but the, the personality types are often that sometimes with women the strength is that we want to make sure everybody feels included and listened to and, and we draw on those, those um, strengths that they have, that other people have, and sometimes it can also be the weakness of yeah. too much need for approval yes. before yeah. we move forward. Absolutely. That that's, the, that's the bad news about wanting to build consensus and being high on empathy is you want to be liked, you want to feel have everybody feel included, but there's a time and a place. There's yeah. A time and, place. yeah. And, so, and people need to feel confident in your leadership because if you've been given that, <laughs> it was funny, I, it, it reminds me that um, a long time ago I, I was given the job of full-timer in a theme park. We had a photographic shop and uh, they they advertised inside and outside the park. So the people who were casual there went for the job that I was given from outside. So that caused some dynamics and problems there. And one of the managers said to me, you're running the shop, you're the manager, you're in charge. But nobody told the staff that uh, that, that would be the case. Right. So here I am telling Wendy to go to lunch now. Right. And she's like, who does she think she who is? Who are you? She went and complained to the other managers who said, Trish, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing my job. And they went, that's not your job. So you know, and it's like I was a leader but I wasn't the top leader at the time. Right. And, uh, you know, I thought I was doing a job. Now, of course, what is my response? It was, it was, well, I went home and I cried and I didn't want to go back to work because oh. I didn't like want these people not liking me. But I ended up coming back in and I thought, I know what I'll do. And I went to each member and I, and I, and I apologised and I said, look, I'm so sorry, this is what I was told. So you know what? I'm not leading anymore. And they're like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, no. We, you know, so, <laughs> and we had to work through that. And that was a case of the upper leaders not communicating and being in consensus and not communicating with the staff well or me. And so it was a mix of that approval and need to lead and then male and female in, in the mix. So, gosh, communication expectation is so important. Well, I was just going to say I'm, I'm a... I may have to stand up in just a minute and let the cat out of this office. That's okay. I, my phone she fell is, off. She is the crash. That's rarely, okay. She rarely does that. So let me finish my That's thoughts and then I'll go let her out. Um, okay. This client that I picked up recently, he's he's only about 35. 
And um, he's a software engineer, uh, major important client in New York City. Um, but he's having a rough time with his boss. And part of what he's having a rough, rough time about is the boss is not being clear about his expectations. Wow. Okay. And so, so JJ shows up thinking that he wants, thinks he knows what he wants to do and wants, knows what he wants, what the boss wants and wants to please the boss. And he's just not getting through. So I've been coaching him a lot on how to have kind of tough conversations with the boss about being clear about what he really expects. Mm. So let, let the cat out so she stops. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's a really interesting thought because expectations go both ways. And if you're watching, have you had an incident or something happen? If you'd like to contribute to the conversation from whichever platform we're on, we are on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, and I've just noticed we're on two Facebooks and we're not on YouTube, so I'll be uploading this to YouTube afterwards. But uh, if there's something that you'd like to contribute about this, then uh, it's a very interesting topic that, that balance between expectation and and leading. When you're leading, you you're you you're letting people know what's expected and having them accountable and supporting them along that way. But sometimes you need to manage up yes. and and lead your leader to to enable empower them to lead you and in a polite way saying. Um, it would help me. Well, perhaps you can give us some examples of the kind of languaging that you use that isn't whiny or demanding or defensive and aggressive. And of course, you can't you can't anticipate how the other person is going to receive it because for some leaders, any anything is taken as a criticism. But what are some ways you can say? What are some phrases we might use to to sure. talk to someone in power about right. what we need? Okay, well, the first thing I said to JJ, my client, is I want you to think about your attitude here. You know, you're not a servant to your boss, but you have a boss and you have a responsibility for delivering up to his expectations. But if you're confused about what those are, I like to, frankly, I like to use that phrase. I like to use that phrase. I like to say, you know, I'm... Um, I'm making this up, but you know, we might've gotten off to a little bit of a rough start here, but um, I really, I like working here for this company. I like working for you. I, I'm just finding myself confused about what it's gonna take for me to be successful. So it would help me if you could coach me on what you think it would take to be successful. So you turn the boss into a coach. Into a coach. Yeah. Because that, and that way, then I think what you do is you don't necessarily eliminate, but I think you significantly reduce the defensiveness because you're basically yep. asking the boss for advice. That's exactly right. That's, that's, um, what's your wrong with oh, Sorry, that's exactly right. It's, uh, and you won't always get the answer you want. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you will ask for help and they'll just say, well, you should just know. We don't right. hide you for that. So, um the the care with which you phrase things is is really important but having that confidence that you can say look that that may be so but i'm here and i would i would appreciate some help with with your coaching because you know i don't want to mess it up 
So be aware of the, the fear that may accompany the conversation and it's normal and it's okay. And then if it turns out to be, oh, because most of the time it would be, oh, right, I, I didn't realise. Exactly. I, I'd be happy to help you. Or they might give you some resources. Or you could even ask for, um, you know, some sort of um, extra training or books that you can read or just to have coffee once a week. And and if you if you have those regular meetings, then you don't need to worry about a year-end review. No. Which is which yeah, is just yeah, something the most unhelpful thing companies would do is a is a six month, twelve month review. The time to review is as you go. Absolutely. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I he luckily the good news is he has a one on one scheduled with his boss every week. Ah. And so he's got one coming up on Thursday. So I said, okay, you have your agenda for this Thursday, you know, in terms of what, what you want to get feedback from him on. So well, let's see what happens. But he felt pretty confident. He felt pretty confident. I mean, here he is. I don't know how old he is. 30, 35. It's one of his, it's his first kind of big job. He's had other jobs, but it's, it's his first big job. And he did, he's, he lacks confidence in knowing how do I handle these kind of situations that feel political and just are different. So yeah. I felt, I, felt yeah. really, I was glad I got him as a client from his, from his mother who'd been a client of mine way back when in New York city. And she referred me to him. And, uh, and I, I, I thought, I wonder how this is going to work because there's a big age difference, but it's working out just fine. Well, sometimes an age difference is a benefit because you've had experience that you've, you've been in both positions and you know how it works. And that's what I find too. When I talk to, for example, millennials, they think that what I'm saying is just so new and fresh and revelation. I know. When, when you know, it's, it's, it's learned through trial and error and sometimes it's learned through research and learning and reading the leadership books and, and doing that. But I, um, I, I want to recommend to people that, that when you're in the work, whichever job you have, and I, and I don't like doing this because it sounds like, you know, one's more important than the other when it's really more like an inverted triangle, whatever, but having a coach or, or somebody mentor you even outside if it's outside the company you want to make sure that they understand your industry right uh you don't want them giving you advice that's going to put you at odds with the culture um i mean if the culture needs to change then be a change maker in a in a sensible way but having that person that you can reach out to and talk to will actually help it won't just skill you up, but it will reduce your anxiety levels because you 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 won't feel lost. You won't feel like you're on your own trying to do this. And I didn't have that in my twenties. There was nobody. I just went home to my husband and cried my eyes out. And uh, you know he was only a few years older than me. He gave me a bit of advice, and then I called my girlfriend who who gave me some advice and 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 so on. But really, I had to find it in myself. Well, also I prayed. I was like, God, what do I do? You know, and that that helped because there were some principles of how you communicate in that, um, and it took a lot of humility. But I was the I was both the boss and the sub, uh, subordinate, right? And I 
I kind of stuffed it up both ways in both directions and then had to repair it in both directions. But had I had someone like you to talk to and go, how do I have this conversation? Then it takes the pressure off right. and it gives you extra courage going into that meeting because you've got someone backing you uh, and if it doesn't go well, you'll you you go into it thinking, okay, I'm going to remember this so I can take it back to Linda or to Trish or whoever you have, you know, that that I so that I can get better at this. And it just just sharing it takes that pressure off and reduces that anxiety. And I think one of the number one things about the anxiety epidemic we have now is people are afraid to be vulnerable at work, and with good reason. Yes. You know, with good reason. You you show your weakness and someone will come and chop you off. But if you phrase things as you've said with, okay, uh, I what might help, I think what will help me uh, is, is if we can, you know, I can touch base and get some mentoring by, by that boss, but you, you've also got the mentoring from outside to give you that extra strength. That's a powerful thing, Linda, that, that you do for people. Yeah, and I there's a lot of satisfaction. There's a lot of satisfaction in doing that. So I, yeah. I, I love my work, and I've, I've had to pivot as we all have. You know, this mm -hmm. last, this mm -hmm. last year. So most of my work is face to face, and now most of my work is not face to face, but it's via whatever we're on now and Zoom yeah. and, and so forth. And it's actually not been as difficult as what I had imagined. I was like, you know, I was used to face to face and and going to New York and having my clients and, and I'm like, how is this going to work? Well, you know, it is what it is. So I learned the technology and I, I'm still not great at it, but I'm better at zoom than I was six months ago. And um, so you learn and then you have to pivot and, and that's just what, if you're going to continue and if you're going to continue doing the work you love to do, you have to change. And quite frankly, um, one of the things I've noticed with my clients, and I'll I'll own up to this myself. One of the things I've noticed for my clients is that they don't like change. And guess what? Neither do I. Yeah. And I've known that about myself for years, but I did not realize how much I hated change until this last six months when all this change came bombarding into my life and into my world of which I did not ask for, thank you very much. But there it was, and I had two, at least two choices. One is go to bed and pull the covers over my head and whine and cry and wish that things were different. Or the other was, you know, put on your big girl pants, learn some new technologies, find a different way of marketing to people, blah, blah, mm. blah. And so I, I feel pretty... I feel pretty good. In fact, I just got a new client today that came in out of the blue. And I'm like, where did this come from? So it's kind of interesting that um, it's just kind of interesting. But I'll tell you, I have not liked change. And, and the irony is because that's what my life work is. My life work is helping people identify what areas of their life they want to have get better and set goals and and develop action plans and make change. I mean, that's what I do for a living. And I, I've had to use it on myself very, yeah. very uncomfortably. But, you know, I'm making progress. And you and I belong to a mentoring group that is helping us out a lot. 
<clears throat> deal with change. So, but it's it's not been comfortable. I'll tell you that. No, it hasn't. But you know what? When you have to do what you teach other people to do, it refreshes you and it also it reminds you to be compassionate and put yes. yourself in the shoes of, of the people who are your clients. And when you can get that sort of insight, you can help them so much more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, in the time that we have, mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to make sure that we show people your website. Now, what I've got here, here one of the things that uh, we have is well, you've got there's, there's two websites I want to give people's attention to. So we've got Linda McDermott and we've also got equiproint.com. Yeah. So um, I'm going to bring one. Which one would you like me to bring up first? Well, the equiproint.com is my is my business website. Yep. Let's do that. Equipro.com. Yeah. And uh, what I'm going to do is share the screen. I'm just setting that up now. Equipro.com. I haven't spelled that right because that's horses. Hold on. Equipro I. It's for Equipro. Yep. No, that's fine. Equipro INT. Oh, come on, you thing. Wait. Advanced. Equi, I-E-Q-U, equiproint.com. Mm -hmm. Reload. All right. I'm also going to bring up, while we talk, lindamcdermott.com. Now, do you, you have, I, I couldn't put the whole, <clears throat> Linda C. McDermott, that's you. Well, I think Here the website is Linda McDermott. Yeah, so what I'm going, people can write down Equipro INT, but um, I'm going to share this one. Right. So that people can find you. And please don't hesitate. Um, I like to hear from people. I like to hear from people. So don't hesitate to call me with any any question you have, large or small? Yes, and that's why I thought I'll, I'll bring this one up rather than do too much. I want to bring this one up and then people can contact you through here because this is a bit more personal. It's about you and uh, you are a, um, there's your email L down the bottom. Mm -hmm. Can you see this? That's showing, isn't it? Yes. Yep. LMCDermot at equiproint.com and there's a phone number there so you can get in touch with linda and uh she will be able to correspond with you which is good absolutely so, okay so i'll stop that one and we'll go back to Streamyard. we're back on Streamyard now aren't we we're back talking so that's good so great okay linda you're just amazing that uh you know Here's something that I picked up from you that uh, I just love to, to summarise 
your leadership empowering that you say to people, lead your life, don't just live it. Right. So whether it's in the workplace or whether it's at home, whether it's within your, you know, the, the personal habits that you want to do, that we are in charge of our life. And, you know, at work, we might have to have a difficult conversation, but we're not victims to it. Right. And having a coach is what can help. So, you know, I would recommend that people get in touch with yourself because you, you love to do coaching. I don't do very much coaching. I do some, but I don't do a lot because it is time consuming. If people really, really want to work with me, then then I can, uh, I'll often find a way, but I only take on a few people at a time. So contact Linda uh, and um, just get some perspective on dealing with some of these things with leading yourself but also responding to leaders and also having those difficult conversations when you are the leader and you've got to balance okay how much of this do I take charge and how much of it needs to be uh, collaborative and consulting and making people feel heard so that they're involved because people are a lot more touchy these days uh, with, with everything going on when, when they've when they've had stress and trauma and losses because of the whole pandemic going on and a lot of other things in life, we don't have a choice. We do need to be more sensitive to the people's needs around us if we want to get out the best from them. So, Linda, you're a great person to help people do that. I hope so. I think so. Well, I've had to, um, you know, I've had a couple situations in my life where I'd accomplished a lot of things career-wise and written several books and traveled around the world and but there was just something gnawing at me that just wasn't there just wasn't fulfilled and long story short um, I went to a therapist and discovered that I wanted to be a mother okay and this was difficult because my husband already had two kids from a previous marriage now I'm going to tell you too much information a vasectomy I had a hysterectomy so this was not an easy conversation to have, but, wow. but I decided because if I didn't have it, I'm going to live my life with regrets. And so turns out one Mother's Day, I said to my husband, I've changed my mind. <laughs> and he was not thrilled, but at the end of the day, you know, we decided to do it together and we adopted a little girl from China and she's, wow. not, she's not 25 and a half. But it it can't it that's where that phrase lead your life, don't just live it. Because I was living a good life. I was living a good life. I had no complaints. But it was like there's something missing. There's something missing. And I had to have the courage to examine that myself and then also to bring it up and talk to my husband about it. So as it turns out, she's 25 and a half. She was oh. an NCAA swimmer. So she was a championship swimmer and and now she's off doing the gig economy because she got furloughed by the Hilton. But anyway, she's living at home and everything's fine. Oh, what a beautiful personal story to bring in. I'm so glad that we've circled back around to that. It's so good. Linda, you live what you teach. I try you to. Know. Yeah. You do. You do. And that's just, I so appreciate you sharing that, you know, because these <laughs> you can get the impression that gurus and people who are leading and teaching and doing all this stuff have have sort of got it all together and done everything right all the time but <laughs> every person 
goes through stuff right. and every person uh, has got things that they have to overcome and that's what you've done. So I just congratulate you and you've got a wonderful daughter and you've had this great career and you're reinventing, not reinventing, but you have adjusted to the changes that were necessary and you and that has refreshed your business yes. and you've been able to encourage other people because people want to be mentored by someone who's real, not someone who's just going to feed them snappy cliches. Right. So thank you so much for sharing being just such a wonderful chat well, uh, once I got really, underway. We really appreciated being here with you. It's been fun. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm inspired by you. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, enjoy. Keep watching Trish TV and watching for the, for the new broadcast. We also have Trish uh, Jenkins Ministries TV that, uh, that covers the more spiritual side of things. There's that as well. Um, but wherever you are, just understand there are answers out there for you and uh, keep tuning in and, and seeing all the different interesting people that come on uh, that will keep you going and keep you, keep you getting stronger and stronger and, and having success. But by all means, like, comment, share, uh, rate. It's going to go out to the audio will be a podcast. It's going to go out to Instagram and other places, but it's just great to see how we can all Get around and uh, find these resources and help each other out and help the world to grow. So, Linda McDermott, thank you so much for joining us. It's thank been an absolute pleasure. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.